Hi, and welcome to the Ward and Katie Wilsey podcast. I'm Ward Wilsey, and I'm the CFO of HHS, headquartered in the Austin, Texas area. I'm also a former private bank wealth advisor and practicing attorney. And I'm Katie Wilsey, a licensed Texas real estate agent. We live in the Lake Travis area right outside of Austin with our four kids, two dogs, and one cat. We've been through it all with money, broken in debt to debt-free and wealthy. We're continuing to build our wealth and live happier lives. We're here to talk to you about your money, how to earn more, save more, and invest more. We'll talk about the mistakes we've made and how we've learned from them. We'll give you advice on how you can get control of your financial lives, get out of debt, and be on your way to financial success. So buckle up and get ready to take notes because here comes another episode of The The Ward and Katie Wilsey Podcast. That was a lot better than the first time we did. All right, and welcome to the Ward and Katie Wilsey podcast. Hello. What day is it today? It's Saturday. Saturday the 21st of March. So we're in full uh, coronavirus quarantine. Quarantine. I think this was the first week where it was really, really hit the the whole world hard that, or at least the the Texas and, and certainly the U.S. real hard that... Um, you know, we were going into a complete economic shutdown because people were, you know, sitting at home. So I know there's a lot of people that are scared out there and a lot of people that are, that are concerned. So, you know, it's kind of been trickling, right? Like we had like a slow trickle like a month ago and then it, right. I mean, even two weeks ago, when did I go back to California? Was that like three weeks ago? I don't know, but we just did an episode. It it was there two weeks ago and we were like. They, cl- yeah. they canceled South by Southwest. Right, right. That and was one of the first major events canceled. Yeah, I mean, so it's been, I, I shouldn't, thank I God. Mean, this last week was real, real, real bad, but I mean, I think it's, it's been getting progressively worse. Right, almost um, daily. Almost daily, uh, as they figure out, you know, what to do and how to, how to figure this out. Right. So yeah. I think today we're probably going to talk a bit about that. I think it's kind of what everyone is talking about. Yeah, so, you know, what do you, what do you think? What do I think as, as far as my family or as far as work? <laughs> uh, both. I mean, we're, we're, we're in a, you know, blessed position. I mean, my jobs, you know, secure because we're in the medical industry. Um, so. Right. That and I think because of what we went through, what, 10 years ago with our finances and getting out of debt, it's put us in a lot less scared position. Yeah. So like, even if you were in a job where like all of a sudden you were probably going to lose it, we would be very disappointed, but we would know that we could cover things. We could manage. Right. Um, Obviously our government is stepping in and doing a lot of stuff too there for those who haven't, but like we're going to just beat this like a dead horse. How important being debt free is like we, that's huge for us right now. Yeah. So if you're in the middle of it right now and you know, you're, you're having that tough time. I, I remember in 2008, how hard it was for us. Cause at the time I was an estate planning attorney and you know, just like now when that happened, no one wanted to go to an estate plan. That was like last on people's minds. Um, you know, so our income got, you know, cut trim significantly right away. But we still had, you know, car loans and student loans and stuff like that. So I'll tell you that just being, you know, debt free of all that stuff is a huge thing. So this isn't going to help now, but 
this is going to pass. And, and once it does... Take the steps. Because guess what? It's going to happen again in 10 years. Yeah. And, something. And, something. And, Some and, storm. And what happens is, you know, the government says that, oh, they're going to do this, that, and the other thing and help you out. And, you know, to some extent it helps, I guess. You know, it's certainly they did stuff in 2008 to, you know, steady the market. But, you know... You got to take the attitude that you're on your own on this thing, and certainly, you know, if you need to take advantage of what's out there, you should be calling your mortgage company, and because they're starting to um, defer mortgage payments without, you know, late penalties and stuff like that. So do that. And well, right now, my understanding is that's for you have to have lost. Yeah, and, it, and obviously that's what I'm saying. It's going to unfold. You still, if you're still, if you're still, you know, working and things like that. The worst thing you can do is start like taking out these loans and other things that, you know, are by like implying or saying that you're affected by the virus when you're still drawing income. If you're still drawing income, you know, you need to be more careful because you don't know what the future is going to bring and maybe, you know, put some extra money aside for savings to weather the storm. But, you know, you shouldn't sit there and, like, not pay your mortgage or not pay your rent or or something like that. Yeah. So, family, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. I think the kids are in fine spirits because right now they're still celebrating that they're out of school longer and that we're kind of letting them chill more than we normally do. There's less of a schedule. I can sense a little bit of... um, like unset, they're beginning to feel unsettled. Like anxiety. what's next? Yeah. yeah. Like, but very mild anxiety. Yeah. Um, considering like they have full access to social media. It's not like when we were a kid, if something went down, we would rely on our parents or the five o'clock news getting us information. My kids are getting information before I do. Right. So even with that, I, I will say thankfully there's like a humor that's going like an undercurrent that's flowing everywhere where people are putting out the funny memes and it's just lightening the mood a little, even though we need to stay focused and this is very serious. I think laughter is the recipe for peace and calmness in our soul, right? Like, so for the kids, I think right now they're fine, um, starting to get restless and, um, for me, I just feel like I'm in a weird movie. I, I really do. I keep kind of, cause I, I get like waves of like, oh my gosh, if this is the end, here I am like excited about a Nordstrom sale for 25% off. Like what if this really is the end? And then I'm like, oh, stop it. It's not the end. Blah, blah, blah. You know, so it's just these waves of weird emotions. Yeah, and the reality is, is like every time one of these things happens, whether it's 2008, whether it's 9-11, whether it's, you know, SARS, uh, whether it's, you know, all, all these different things that have happened over the years, you know, you go back to like the, the stock market crash of 1987, you go back to, you know, the high inflation of the seventies right. at the time, like people think it's the end of the world. And the reality is, is it ends up passing. I don't know how long this is going to take. I don't know whether it's going to be, you know, and I'm sure each one, there was something different in it. I think what's, what's, tragic in this one what's harder in this one seems harder is the not being able to go to church not being able to see your loved ones see right. your elderly family right. you know the isolation part of it is i feel like it's a different spin than anything we've ever had before i would suspect and i don't 
I don't have any reason for knowing this, but I, I mean, I think this isolation thing's going to last a couple weeks and then they're going to have to, you know, kind of let, let what happens happen. Uh, kind of like the I survival mean, of the fittest. Is that what you're yeah, implying? Unfortunately, yeah. Like I think, I, I don't think America is going to be able to sit in their homes for, you know, much longer without major, major problems, you know, and the government can't, they're, they can do these thousand dollar checks to people or whatever they're talking about doing $1,500. But, you know, at the end of the day, they can't, they can't bring food to every American. There's a, there's no way of doing no that. Way. And, you know, I, I know, I know. Well, and they're, they, they're saying you can't leave your house unless it's for essential items. Right. Well, everyone, that's an adjective, right? Yeah. <laughs> like essential is super, a bottle of wine is essential to me. Yeah. But it's not essential, right? Like, right. so that part is, you're right. I mean, there's just no way. I, well, maybe there is. I don't know. I mean, we're already, we're already farther than I thought we'd ever get, honestly. Like when we drove down the streets today and there's no one on the streets on a Saturday. Right. It's kind of crazy. Right. So I, I think, you know, there's already, they're starting to come up with, you know, these antiviral solutions, that malaria drug there, you know, I know more of those masks are being produced. So I think, you know, within the next few weeks they should have something, but I think the economic ramifications, I mean, if you're in the, you know, food service industry or you're, you know, there's a lot of hospitality, hospitality, like tourist, you're hurting right now. And, you know, that being said, there are things that are happening in the economy. I mean, you know, hospitals like where we work, we're, we're hiring. So there is things you shipping is obviously hiring. Yeah. I mean, if you're, you know, if something happened to your e-commerce is booming, right. It's, it's time to still get out there and and look for stuff. And, you know, I, I know it's hard right now, but that's, that's your best bet. So let's talk about real estate. Is real estate booming right now? Uh, no, no. I mean, it just, I mean, it stopped like on a dime. Well, but what's interesting is, so I'm in a brokerage with 400 other agents, 400 plus, and so every day someone's checking the pulse of our our uh, network. How how's business today? And I read through it all just to kind of see what everyone's doing. Right. And I I'm still amazed. People are still writing offers. Like business is still going it, on. Yeah, it's, I think it's I think it's I think it's non discretionary though right now. Like people aren't totally. sitting there going, Oh, let me move out of my house and buy a new Let house. me buy an investment property. People who today. are moving to Austin, which I mean Austin, I guess for real estate would be a great place because there's still people moving here even in And the, I I can actually recall saying this before that like we will weather the storm. Like for sure, because there is still That'd I think there's some towns that have halted. Where we do, I mean, I have a client moving from Vegas. He has to move here, you know, like he's under contract. I have a showing on one of my houses today and I told my client, like the people who are looking at houses right now are buying. We have weeded out all of the looky-loos. So that's a good thing. Right. You've made it to the top of their list where often people want to look at 40 houses before they narrow it down because that's a big buyer fear is missing the right one. Right. Right. That's like up there in the top three biggest fears is did I see it all? Like it is the one out there. So, um, so that's good. So real estate isn't, hasn't halted, but the, but it's slow significantly. Oh Yeah. 
significantly. I mean, we're reacting here in Austin. Texas has created um, a, an amendment to add that allows for 30-day grace period, 30 days added on to the end of your closing if needed because you're quarantined. Right. I mean, that's crazy. This is, it's like a sci-fi movie. Um, so sellers and buyers can expect to have that in their contracts now. Um, and yeah, we're all learning how to do virtual videos and and, one yesterday of a, yep. Did one for one of my listings and I have another listing. So we're not on permanent, like mandatory lockdown yet here in Austin. We're in stay away from 10 people. There's no open houses. Well, but what I mean is I can still leave my house and go videotape, um, take video in listings. Um, but I mean, interesting enough too, I, I have a 58 acre track that I have a very interested buyer in right now. So, well, the other thing I think you'll see is people who do have cash are going to go out and try and start looking for deals. So I don't know that well, I don't know the deals are here yet. That, right. And, that, and that's what happened in 2008. As you'll remember, like people started going like, you know, a month after 2008, after like yeah. Lehman collapsed and started going down, people were like looking for real estate deals. And for a while people were like, no, I'm not reducing my price. And it takes a while for, if this truly is a, a long thing, yep. you know, and, and for, and for sellers, I think right now that's smart to not, if you don't have to, to not sure. drop your price because you never know, like this could be over in two weeks and they have that V shaped recovery economic recovery that everyone's talking about. I, I'm not confident that's going to happen, but at the same time, like I don't think sellers should sit there and go, this is the end of the world. I got to dump my, dump my real estate. Right. The only time I would understand that is if, if you're, you have to. if you have to, yeah, you don't want to carry two mortgages and you're stuck in a situation. So I've or already like lost you, a couple, you know, you've lost clients. your job and, and, yep. and you want to kind of stop the bleeding. It's, it's right. Like, Maybe you were upgrading, Right. You know, sell, take out your equity, rent for a while and get back on your feet. But, you know, I, I, I think the seller who doesn't have to sell, you know, it, it just makes sense to hold on for a while. Yeah. We're in an interesting time too. So I have friends that are under contract. Their home closes April 2nd. I think they have a lease back until May, but they've halted their construction on their new home right that was supposed to be done in may right so now it's not going to be done in may uh, we walked through some different scenarios last night and hopefully the buyers of her current house can do a longer lease back in their situation and she can do a longer lease back in right. her situation so it does i mean there's just so many different scenarios that people are having to or deal with right now delay the closing for three months or something yeah i uh Let's switch gears to um, the cur- switch gears to uh, hoarding. Um, to hoarding, because that, that's the big thing. I mean, we went to Target today to do some shopping, and there's still stuff on the grocery at grocery stores, but it's definitely like people are buying, buying, and clearing the shelves. Like you, you never. And it, see. It's interesting items, and you kind of understand why. One comfort food is gone. It's interesting yeah. how people go straight to like ice I had, cream. Like, and I had no problem. Like I went to go get chicken. I had no problem getting chicken. And I had bananas no problem are there. Bacon, fruit, like all that stuff. I will say the the frozen aisles are completely wiped. Yeah. Like they're empty in every right. grocery store I'm going to. 
And that kind of makes sense. Because you can keep that stuff long. Right. So it's like if we really are, if it comes to, I think what that's everyone's fear, if it comes to the point where I can't leave my house and I do have to rely on the government getting me food, I don't want to be in that situation. I want to be prepared, right? Right. So yeah, frozen stuff, like white vinegar, first days, the white vinegar was gone. Yeah. For like making well, homemade cleaning also, solvents. Yeah, because yeah. that makes homemade cleaning stuff. Bleach gone. Hand Obviously sanitizers. toilet paper. Or to hand sanitizer has been gone. I, yeah. What I think is going to happen though real quick is is they're starting. Because all this is supply chain based. Meaning like the way supply chains are now. Since goods are so cheap. Like they have to be made in certain quantities based on orders. And they have to get there right in time. You can't, right. you can't build stock. You know, and have a lot of inventory to sell things that cheaply. And, you know, in normal times, that's great. But in times where there's a rush on stuff, you can't just turn on a spigot and put on more hand sanitizer. But you're already starting to see more of that getting produced. And I think within a month, that'll take care of itself. And I know people don't like hearing this, but I'll say it because it's true. Like what they should have done is, you know, you really need to get away with get away with this whole, like, you can't price gouge thing because that would have stopped the toilet paper thing immediately if toilet paper yeah. had gone up to 80 bucks for, you know, a 12-pack. And no one would have died. It would have stopped it really quick. And, you know, we're, for, for better or worse, we're, we're not allowed to do that as a society. And that, so you're going to see shortages. That's just supply and demand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but they won't do it. No. Bullets, because we went to Academy to go stock up. There's and, and Academy's smart, and and actually, they're doing this at Target too with certain goods. Is they're limiting per purchase. So Academy said you can take three boxes of shells, and you know I assume they're getting replenished. But that that was their way of like making sure that it didn't all go out the door in in one day. Right. And it wasn't an interesting Ward try to give me. A hard time for buying two packs of toilet paper. We have six of us in our house, plus we're home all day long. Like, we're not going to school eight hours a day or going to work. So our toilets, our facilities are getting used overtime right now. So for me to want to have two packs of toilet paper is not hoarding by any means. I don't have a garage full of toilet paper. I have two packs of toilet paper. And he was giving me grief for that. So then we get to what... To Academy, and they're allowing three boxes of ammo per person. Guess what Ward did? He no, maxed out. You did. I, you're just. I just didn't complain as much <laughs> when you did it. No, I I teed it up properly. I said, "Did you want me to get three too?" Ammo, and you said, ammo's, "Yes." Ammo's more <laughs> well, I mean, until you, you don't have toilet paper, we have we have hundreds of like single <laughs> socks in the laundry room that could be used in a pinch. Right. If, oh. if the looting comes, they're not they're not going to uh, bother the Willsey house. Let's put it that way. I have no problem with having six packs of ammo. Like, I don't think that that's excessive. Um, and we could turn around and go back and buy six more tomorrow if you'd like. Uh, yeah. But just kind of interesting um, what people are buying right now, right? right. Uh, comfort food, toilet paper, paper towels, paper products. Advil is taking a big hit right now. But I heard, yeah, because I heard you, you're not supposed to use Advil. Yeah, so in the first three weeks of this pandemic, you ever, Tylenol and Advil were getting bought up. Mm. And then as of like five days ago, 
It was funny. Did you, did, when we were in Target, did you go down the medicine aisles at all? I looked down them. I, I like, because I had to get some Prilosec because of my stomach, and none of the stomach stuff was out. Like, Tums, that was all there, Pepto. That I, I would have thought, like, Pepto and stuff would have been gone. But then there was stuff like, um, like Claritin, like allergy stuff, was almost all wiped and out. And the cold stuff. The cold stuff. The Same with that, CVS. Vitamins aren't. I'm like, uh, it's like an oxymoron here, folks. Like, take the vitamins. Take the vitamins. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, the stock market. Let's talk about that, like, since we are supposed to talk about ideas. So, I'll tell you two approaches. I'll tell you ours, and then I'll tell you the more sophisticated one that I'm not going to do. But I was having a conversation with one of my clients last night who's real... One of my former clients from when I was at Wells Fargo, who's real sharp in the stock market, and I actually think I, I actually trust his advice, even though I used to I used to give him advice. Um, <laughs> so what we're doing is is what's called dollar cost averaging, where we're buying a little what what we think we can afford every week because the stock market is going down, um, but that to me, I mean, it's down about 30%. So that's like, it's on sale. So that's when you buy stuff. Right. That's how I feel about Nordstrom right now. It's 25% off everything there. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that, that appreciates. Okay. But well, that's, that's not an investment. Oh, well, I beg to differ. Wrong. The, <laughs> the, uh, the, the stock market. So let's talk about, first of all, your, your 401k has gone down by 30%, like everyone's house. Yes. Mine, mine from Wells Fargo down, like... Just don't even look at it. Well, I mean, you can look at it, but what you can't do is go ahead and sell and go to cash. I mean, it's, it, it, that's the worst thing you can do because you lock in those losses. Just stay with it. Don't touch that. But if you are still working, keep contributing to your 401k because, you know, right now it, I don't know whether it's a year from now or two years from now. That's how long it took after 2008 to get back to normal. But the stock market's going to get at all-time highs again. And if you keep buying now while it's at way off its all-time highs, you're going to have a sharp run-up and, and you're going to get a lot of money. I mean, when, when I invested last no this Monday, it was down 27.5%. And I look at that as like, okay, I made an easy 20 27 and a half percent because it's going to get back to its to where it was before and that is just an easy way to to make money pretty quickly over time is is investing i know not everyone's in that position but you know if you are and you have cash on the sidelines or if you're still working keep investing don't stop that because this is exactly the one, the time you want to be putting money in yeah. the stock market now and what about like spotting some some industries that you I know you always say the S&P 500 but like there's some industries that we know are so, thriving right so now so here's what i would say cuz i was you know going back and forth with john last night and he's just all over this but he's also very very wealthy and he has a long history of you know shorting the stock market and then buying in so he's he's essentially when it gets back up to certain points, he's shorting the market, which means he's betting that it'll go down within a, a short time window. And then... So he, is that like betting on the come line in Vegas? Kind of. I mean, it's definitely not. It's definitely a short-term like bet that he's making. Okay. 
and he's what he's doing is he's going to wait till it gets to a certain point, and then he's going to buy buy uh, options. So an option means you buy the right to either buy or sell stock at a later point in time. So he's going to buy the right. He's going to spend a lot of money on an option to buy the right to buy the stock. He's essentially going to bet that the stock will increase and he'll be able to buy at a lower price. So he okay. is, once it gets down to a certain point, he's going to buy an option to buy it at that price a, a number of uh, a number of months in the future, betting that it will go up. So he's kind of doing the same thing that we are, but a much riskier way of doing it. For him, like, I, I'm totally comfortable because he has a lot of cash. He's very sophisticated. He knows what he's doing. I'm not comfortable doing it myself. And I think the way we're doing it is the way that 99% of the population should do it. It's just every week or with your paycheck every two weeks, buy a little. And again, so you brought up, are there certain industries you should be looking into? I don't think you should. I mean, the S&P 500, the largest 500 companies in America are down 30% like as we sit. So to me, why bet on certain certain stocks? Like, so just if, take that. Uh, on Monday, they're saying that no one's going to be on Wall Street. There'll be no trading going on. Well, it's, it, there's electronic trading that's still going to go on. It's just that no one's going to be in the stock market pit. Could they ever, like on the weekends, the stock market closes, right? Yeah. So could they ever say we're going to have well, they, they ever? That. Oh, yeah, they do that all the time. They, they've closed trading for the day several times since this. Like, has I do happened. kind of remember oh, since this has happened. Mm-hmm. Even yeah, they just kind yeah. of shut it down. Yeah. Like this they, is too they, ugly. They, they basically say when it, yeah, when it's too ugly and it goes down too quick, they shut down trading for the day. And they never do that when it's going up too high. Um, like the volatile swings is what I'm wondering if they're I, like I just this know. is kind of unhealthy I, too. I, I don't know. Okay, I don't know the answer to that. I I I can't think of a time that's happened. Not to say that it couldn't happen. I, I but I don't know. It's so industry, interesting how our government or our country is like um, they they analyze our confidence by the stock market. To me, that's so bizarre because I really believe that probably fifty percent of Americans don't invest in the stock market. Yeah, well, they also do consumer confidence, and that's extremely. But I think they think that consumer confidence. Knows is directly related to well, the stock think, market. Like I they'll say that the president just spoke and they'll say, we can tell Americans are pleased with what he just said. Cause the stock market just spiked. I think to some extent, like it's that's, interesting. I think to some extent that's true. Like that because your average everyday American, they may not even have money in the stock market right. other than their 401k, but that's what they see on the news is the Dow Jones went down and the Dow Jones is like, 30 companies like that one is a real small segment. The S and P 500 is a better thing to look at in my opinion, but like that's, that's all your average. Uh, your if your average American is looking at how is the economy doing, they're looking at the stock market because I mean, to some extent that for that, that's probably right. Like you look at the S and P 500, the top 500 companies in America, if their stocks are all going down, you know, the average person is going to think there's issues. Now, right now, there are issues because yeah. because of what's going on. Usually, when it goes down, say, even 10%, it, it it's nothing really happens. So, you know, for the most part, anytime it goes down significantly, it's a really good, good opportunity to buy. Okay. So I think there's going to be some great opportunities all over. I think we're just going to be a little bit in a holding pattern. My 
my brother is a real estate agent in California, and he just sent me that California is is prohibiting any face-to-face showings, any face-to-face transactions, uh, and realtors aren't exempt. I think they were trying to still operate business, and they've just put a hard halt to it all. Yeah closings, anything like if you can't do an appraisal on a house, you can't get a loan. If you can't run title on a property, you know, so it's just, I think that's California. They're going to be more extreme as we know, historically, like they're kind of the first to react to stuff, maybe for better or for worse. Um, but I think, uh, the opportunities will come a little bit farther down the line. Yeah. Yeah. So we're definitely in some interesting times right now. Yeah, so just hunker down, get through it. This too will pass. And, you know... I think there's plenty of uh, things being set up to to offer assistance to everyone. Because everyone's going to be affected. The, the wealthiest people, everyone is going to be affected by to this. Some so, extent, yeah. To some extent. So um, hopefully you guys are out there washing your hands and staying in your house and... We'll try to do these probably daily now because we can. We'll just uh, probably have new information every day. So have a good day, guys. See ya.